Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Third Party. You guys already know the deal, but if you're new, I'm Savannah. I'm Sydney. And I'm Samantha. Yes, in this episode, we thought it would be fun to do a story time just of all the crazy things that people have either done or said to us, because why not? Like this episode could be more relaxed, laid back, and kind of have like a little rant session with you guys. But um, Sydney and Samantha already know that I'm the slowest person when it comes to having a good comeback. I feel like you guys are always quick when it comes to delivering comebacks. Like Sydney has it. She's, yeah, I, she's quick, even when we argue. And Samantha also is quick too. She'll be like, yeah. Samantha's good crafting the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. True. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Samantha's good at um, crafting the text. So anyone ever needs advice for that. But I feel like whenever it comes to having a good comeback, I'm thinking of it late at night in my bed, like going through the story, motions, whatever. So if you're like me, this episode is for you. But anyway, let's get into it. Also, just want to acknowledge that the, if you can't tell, we're more formal than usual. And that's because this episode, we're being supported by our friends at Pickle. So if you're unfamiliar, Pickle is a peer lending platform where you can get the cutest outfits. If you're in a pickle, in a bind, Pickle's got you covered. So I personal story actually came across Pickle when trying to find an outfit for our birthday, didn't have something to wear, needed something cute, but didn't want to spend a ton of money. And Pickle is unique in the fact that it actually has brands you want to wear. So featuring some highlights like Daniel Guzio, Rat and Boa, Harper Collective is on Pickle. So shop your favorite brands on there and they offer same day delivery and fast shipping. So feel free to check out Pickle and use our codes listed in the bio. We have give 20, we'll give you $20. And then if you're a lender, you'll get $15 back. So it's a great deal. There are so many amazing finds and it'll help you if you ever find yourself in another fashion pickle. And it's sustainable. So thank you so much to Pickle for working with us, partnering us and outfitting us for this episode. Yes. You can also shop our closets on Pickle. If you see something mm -hmm. on our Instagram, it's like maybe I want to wear that and might be on our Pickle. So make sure you check it out. Okay, guys, to start us off, does anyone have a crazy story that comes to mind that you want to share? I feel like there's so many different things that have happened and some might not even be like crazy things people have said to me, but crazy scenarios I found myself in. And I was literally going through my camera roll to try and jot down, like jog my memory and help me remember some. And it's so funny. This is very relevant. But I was going through, I'm like, did I wipe my teeth on an app? Because my pictures on my camera roll, I'm like, why are my teeth so white back in high school? Anyway, um, the first story that comes to mind where I'm thinking like, wow, people really had the audacity to do us dirty or like do something crazy is our dog, Chloe. And if you're unfamiliar with... <laughs> I'm shook. If you're unfamiliar with this story, I think this is probably one of the reasons why I have dog trauma now. I can't remember if I told another episode, but anyway, we had a dog that we got in eighth grade. She was really cute, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And her name was Chloe, basic dog name. And so we had her from eighth grade up until we went to college in freshman year. The summer we got home, I was the only one who flew back first because... Samantha and I were still in school. Yeah, you guys are still in school. And when I got home, we literally just didn't have a dog. Like I walked into a new house and we didn't have a dog. And so 
I remember we said to our mom and our dad, like, what happened to our dog? What happened to Chloe? And the excuse was that they didn't like letting her out and they didn't like hearing her bark. And when they got home from the long day, they were tired and didn't want a dog. And I mean, justified, but I feel like when you have a dog, it's part of your family. So I kind of think of that story as like a crazy event because people can't even imagine that happening to them. And it's like our parents had the audacity just to get rid of the dog without even like talking about it, even though obviously we aren't paying for like the dog's foods and stuff, like their family member. So I, I don't really know how you would snap back or clap back at that because I do remember I was on FaceTime with Savannah and Samantha, our mom, like, Chloe's gone, guys. You didn't even get to say goodbye. Um, and she was saying, don't start. Don't like argue about it. <laughs> These make your parents sound evil. They aren't. But... I'm just giving you an example of a crazy story. Yeah. And I think the last thing about this story that's kind of weird to me is Chloe is now with our great, no, our aunt's hairdresser. So Chloe has a new family with two brothers. And she has, we have visiting rights. So it's like joint custody, but. She was with us on Thanksgiving. Yeah, she was with us on Thanksgiving. That was so weird. Yeah, that was such a strange. Basically, um, so we're already all sad about this whole dog situation. We don't have a dog. Um, they well, to go back to when we first got rid of her, our mom, or no, it wasn't even our mom. Sydney FaceTime did group FaceTime with Savannah and I. And my school is on quarter systems and Savannah just gets out a week later than Sydney. So realistically, she could have waited like, I don't know, like five two weeks. Oh. Yeah, yeah. At most, like maybe two weeks. Right. And then like we all would have been home. But basically, <laughs> we had also moved at the same time. And so Sydney was like in the new house, like just talking to us about stuff. And then um, they were like, oh, like say goodbye to Chloe. Chloe's gone, all this stuff. And this is right before my final presentation. So I was presenting in front of the whole class. It was our capstone to finish off freshman year. And I was like going to cry in front of the whole class because this was the FaceTime when I was walking to that class through the final presentation. It was so out the blue. But anyways, compartmentalizing that for a second, the about what, like two years later? Two mm-hmm. years later, it's after COVID. So we're all back home for Thanksgiving from college, like from our actual campuses. We come back, all of a sudden we're like, what is this? Because Chloe just comes out of the car. Yeah. We like, no, actually she didn't come out of the car. We were in the car and our mom was like, we're like, why aren't we going home? And um, basically our mom was like, we're going to pick up Chloe and keep her for Thanksgiving. Like um, it's a new arrangement. We just thought it would be fun for you guys and whatnot. We were like, what? So we just end up straight from the airport going to pick up Chloe. And then she's just like chilling with us in the car. And we're looking at her like, we haven't seen you in three years. Like, what is this? So yeah, just so many random stories in our lives. Yeah, and also with that story too, it I remember just being so sad about the situation. But anyway, like yeah, that was crazy. People had the audacity. <laughs> I don't even think it's necessary audacity. I just think kind of like not focusing on like the overarching like how people are gonna feel about things. Instead, just making rash decisions. Yeah, I don't want to say emotional intelligence either, but. Maybe a little bit. It lacks it. It was crazy. Transitioning from parental audacity, because there's a lot of that. Um, 
what is your go-to comeback if someone does you dirty or does anyone have any stories about if a friend does them dirty? Okay. See, I can't even think of like a go-to comeback. All I can think about is when Samantha and I were in a class, a Spanish class, and everyone was so rude in this class to us. This oh, is like yeah. peak of high school tension drama after you had like had a falling out with a friend. And I just this comeback wasn't even that oh, good. But in the moment, I'm like, wow, I ate, I did that. This so I don't even know how to explain it. There's a group of like clicky girls in our class, right? And they yeah. were all talking. And they were all gossiping about us, like story. in front of us. And but they were like across the classroom. The teacher wasn't in the classroom. And I remember they were like whispering and looking at us. And instead, I the old me, well, typically when that happens, I would just sit back and be like, oh, they're just talking about me. What can I do? Um, but in this moment, I was like, what are you looking at? Who are you looking at, blank? And then she's like, What? What? I'm like, we see you talking about us. Do you have something to share? What are you trying to say? Like I felt like, even though it's so minimal and not even that like great of a comeback, the fact that I didn't A in front of the whole class, B said it to her face, made me proud of myself. And I was glad Samantha was there too, because at this point, you can acknowledge like if, if someone's talking about you, just say something to their face. So that also, was rewarding in the moment. Blank isn't her like calling her outside of her name. We're just oh, redacting yeah. her name. Like for Yeah, redacting. We don't want to drop names. For privacy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know who you are. Just kidding. <laughs> well, the situation's been rectified. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just think that like things like that with mean girls, like honestly, mean girls become mean women and just... There are mean people everywhere overall all the time. I just think that it was honestly nice to see being in that classroom because I was feeling so insecure that entire. Um, we have these things called intensives at our high school. It's just like a extended class where you just learn more than you traditionally would. But um, it was just like a terrible time. I was not happy. And I was happy that Sydney finally said something because I just could I dreaded going down spending all day every day with the same people for three weeks that was really rough it was terrible so yeah um I just think when you come when it comes down to things like standing up for yourself in like a classy way where you don't have to like curse anyone out or make the biggest scene in the world but saying something instead of just sitting there honestly helps. Yeah, and I, I honestly do think when parents say like, oh, if you say something back or defend yourself and this person won't mess with you anymore, it's true because after that, they, yeah, after that, they didn't say anything. Though. They didn't say anything at all. So See, sometimes I'm like, people always say, People always preach like kill them with kindness, like no, all that. Some, sometimes that doesn't work. I'm not saying right. don't be kind. You can be nice enough in the comeback, but you don't need, you can sometimes Cause need to bring the fire. I 100% agree. I think that you definitely need to come back with something. And like Samantha said, make it classy so it's like they don't have anything on you after that. Right. Yeah. I also think that in terms of navigating when people are rude to you, like even in the workplace, I think saying things diplomatically or just standing up for yourself in a calm and collective way I just think like being calm also helps but nothing is wrong I think you can honestly stand up for yourself in any setting like sometimes especially at work you don't want to interfere with your bag so I get that part but I think like for example if you're at work and your supervisor says you did this wrong but it's right and maybe I don't know 
the supervisor just having a bad day, taking something out on you, or if you are in a group project at work and it's like automatically maybe you got blamed for something that just you're not accountable for. I would say like nothing's wrong with just saying, hey guys, no, I actually did this right. I think especially like as women too, like no one wants to be seen as a person that's clapping back or making things more difficult, but it's not difficult to just say what you did. So yeah. I agree. And to give a little story time too, at my work, my trainer, she assumed I was doing something wrong. So she literally, guys, blew up my phone because it was after hours, but she assumed that I was still working on the project, doing things incorrectly. She was leaving voicemail after voicemail, like yelling at me saying, you're just making it harder for me by doing X, Y, and Z. <laughs> so if you start doing this, like all this stuff, but I was even on my computer. I was, it was after work hours. I was relaxing, but she assumed that I was doing something wrong. And personally, that kind of annoyed me because I'm like, why is it an automatic assumption when it comes to me? you're just assuming that I'm not doing things right. So like Samantha said, the next day at work, I just spoke to her very nicely and just said, Hey, I don't, I'm trying, I'm new here trying to learn. I don't really appreciate how you automatically make the assumption that I'm doing something wrong. And obviously being in a new space, you want to be open to making mistakes, but also I understand that they're bad, but I just feel like don't make the assumption that someone's doing something wrong. But even that simple conversation, she didn't have anything to say after that. So, yeah, I don't get so much satisfaction from saying something, right. seeing some results. But what are do you guys? Well, do either of you two have like your best comebacks or any stories on that? <laughs> um, I think one thing that I love to do is be one step ahead. So if like, for example, especially because I find when an argument is super weak or you're in a heated debate, they'll resort to, like, calling you things or saying things that defame your character, things like that. I think going into the argument, already saying what you know they are going to call you saves time. Like, for, for example, if someone says... um, Like, let's say you're in a disagreement... It's just about something trivial. Like, this isn't about, like, real, like, terror. Like, if you actually did something wrong, you need to apologize and just get that done. But this is if you are actually in the right. This is more like a justice thing. So let's say someone says to you, like, oh, you're just a selfish person. You're just this. You're just this. No, before that person even says that, if you know their result, I mean, their resort is calling you a specific thing, I would say up front. I did this out of self-preservation because I knew that you would react this way. Something of that nature. Yeah. Because it just dissolves the name calling, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also think that, like, I feel like my go-to comeback, or at least I'm um, doing this moving forward with people, is I feel like if you're arguing, just remaining calm in the situation. I remember I would always see clips of Kim Kardashian, like, random example. And she honestly is pretty calm in arguments. And I feel like it honestly makes the other person look crazy, and they get annoyed. So I think just remain having some composure, and, like, if somebody's saying something, just saying, okay, or not caring is honestly a good way to go. Yeah, I kind of feel like those two go hand in hand, mm -hmm. honestly, like when you're arguing with someone. But okay, another question I had too was, what is the craziest thing that people have said to your face? Like, I think that is a different scenario. 
something that comes to my mind isn't even that crazy. I know Sydney and Smith are probably like, eh, this isn't even that bad compared to what we've experienced. But I remember <laughs> it's just funny the way it went because um, I was in my college counseling class at our high school. We each had our own individual college counselors, which was really nice. The three of us all had the same woman. We'll just call her Miss B. And I remember um, Miss B asked me, oh, do you want to go to X school? And this school is in the middle of nowhere, just not for me, because I like being around, obviously went to a school in the city and want to have that experience as well. And I said, oh, I'm not really interested in that school just because I want more, not even an urban campus, but just more of a campus that has a city near it. And then she said, oh, that makes sense. People like you are concerned about where to get your hair done. I was like, oh, that was rude. Why did she say that? But I didn't really say anything in the moment to her. I was like, eh, eh. And then I remember telling my parents the story just like offhandedly, not even thinking like, Obviously, I know it's a microaggression, but I was like, eh, we've dealt with worse, obviously. And so then the next day at school, my dad is up in that school. And I remember being like, oh, wait, why is he there? I think one of our friends says, Sydney, your dad is here. Something like that. (laughs) I remember being so nervous because, and then my dad went into the college, her office, like the college counseling offices, and then just comes out looking so satisfied. But I don't know exactly what he said to her. But moving forward, she was so rude to all of us. And that's just something that I don't care for because I feel like if you're the adult in the situation, own up to your mistakes and take responsibility. And if I'm a parent, I'm going in. (laughs) If I hear somebody say something to my kids that I don't like, like I will 100% do that. So I guess thank you to our dad, even though I was embarrassed in the moment. Yeah. I'm trying to think, too, of, like, another scenario that I think was crazy that people said to my face or responded in my face. And I think we've all been, like, sniped with the little, like, random side comments. I feel, but I feel like the ones that hit the deepest are the ones that call me a loser, basically, like, in passing. So I remember when we graduated, this boy said to us, oh, you guys actually are pretty cool. Like, oh, you're the last to know. Like, we didn't talk throughout high school, but... I mean, could have kept that to yourself, but I mean, I guess you can take it as a compliment. It just depends on the way your mind works. Uh, another thing that recently happened to me was I went to a bar with some of my friends. And when I was there, like I had come late and she had already like been with these guys who she had met at the bar and was asking them. And they had been buying like her and her friends drinks the whole night. And so when I pull up and one of her other friends comes to the bar kind of late, She's like, oh, guys, don't buy a drink. Like, he's been buying us all drinks and shots the whole night. Like, let me just go up in there and ask him. And so she goes up to the, I don't even know this, man to man. And it's like, hey, like, they want to order some drinks. And he says, the bartender's name is Henry. They can go ask him. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> to my face. Like, I mean, I don't even, it's his prerogative who he wants to buy drinks for. But I mean, there's so many different factors that layered into maybe why he wouldn't want to buy me a drink versus some other people. But that just felt crazy in the moment because I feel like I'm used to things like happening behind closed doors, like Mm -hmm. in people's heads. But I didn't really know how to respond in that situation besides obviously being like, I can buy my own drink. Like, I guess Miley Cyrus, I can buy my own flowers. But sometimes you don't want to. So... And I feel like that is being publicly shamed. It's public. Everyone was there. 
So that's what was looking. And then your friends are like, oh, what's going on with Why is he like her? Yeah. And it's almost like things fly over people's heads, too. Yep. But then, like, especially, like, okay, let's just be so for real right now. This was definitely in a mainly white setting. It was all white. All white Except setting. For me. And no then pun. you were just POC. POC. Yeah. He was like, oh. And he was like, yeah. forget that. I'm not spending money. Yeah. Um, my thing is, it's like one thing that. I need to get better at, but I always have it in my head. I always know what I want to say is clapping back at men. And I Same, like, I never know. I know what I want to say because it's right there. The sentence is there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like at that point, like, see, there's so many routes you could go. Like be like, oh, if you're broke, just say that. Or <laughs> right. um, you can afford the drink. I want it anyway. Or some crap stupid. like that. Like, but at the end of the day, it's just so blatantly embarrassing that you just want to yes. remove yourself from the situation. So that's why I just kind of struggle on whether I clap back and but then I don't want everyone to look at me like I'm in bad girls club. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just you know, am throwing hands at this random guy, but (laughs) mentally I want to. And one thing that has gotten a little bit better though, is I feel like now I'm a lot more upfront. Like for example, like bars in New York to me, I will second this are very segregated. Like to me, it depends on where you're going, what borough, where just what you want out of the night. You kind of have to be strategic about where you're going if you're like a POC or if you're black or whatever. And it really makes a difference for your experience. Now in Philly, it wasn't necessarily like that, but yeah. in New York and in other places probably, probably LA. LA right yeah. it's like all the same stuff everywhere so anyone can have this debate in the comments if do what you want anyways basically like even yesterday I have gotten like better about kind of just taking up space and going in there and not having men one thing men will do is walk over you like physically especially i'm shorter so they will if they want to go to the bar they will push you like it's nobody's like if they will just like push you so basically i wanted a beer yesterday i there was like i was at lavo which you know if you have been insert picture here there's just like bars on the side but the dance floor is in the middle so you kind of have to slink to the side like past the actual tables to get to the bars and there was a group of guys they all had like off-white shirts like bomb outfits honestly like great style super tall and they just were not having it just like even me getting to this bar getting what I need to get they just I was not there and um I deliberately just went in front of every man in there, put my hands on the table and said, can I have a Corona with a lime, please? And honestly, I'm not that I earned respect, but then when I turned around, they parted so I could walk out. And I was like, wait, did this make a difference? I feel like subconsciously, you kind of just have to do what other people are kind of giving you sometimes and act just as confident. Because usually I would just sit and be like, oh, I have to wait and then go on my phone and be like, why am I not getting it? This is taking so long. So sometimes when you just beeline, do what you need to do, be confident, even though people are not the best, it makes a difference. 
Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like whenever it comes to a bar, you always just have to push yourself to the front if you want to drink because people are moving out your way. And even to me, like, I remember I used to always be like, oh, sorry when you push past people, but just respectfully say, if it's a girl, I'll say sorry. Me too. If it's a man, I'm not hurt. I say, right. I say just respectfully move through the crowd and don't be like, oh, like, let me. Nashville trained me to like push through lines, go through the crowd. in Ohio, we weren't raised like that. So it's a little different. Yeah. Ohio, you wait in line, it moves in five seconds. Yeah. It's going out. And no one cuts. Yeah, no one cuts. If you cut, you're like done for. Because people love to do that around here, especially these girls. Like, they so many people come up. They will cut in front It's of funny, you. though, because people have this bar conversation. It reminds me of a story where we burned, I'm going to just say common ground to the ground <laughs> for a hot minute last summer because don't go there, by the way. Don't and, go. I'm it sorry. might appear fun, but clearly um, racially biased. And racially yeah. prejudiced. Yeah, and prejudice. Racially and we biased. we weren't like, actively Or colors. Colors, too. Yeah, we Same weren't deal. actively seeking that place out either. No, we were just there. For some context, we'll just briefly tell this story. But if you've been following us in the past like year and a half, you have already seen this. Yes. Um, Samantha and I were in town. Savannah wasn't here. And we were going out to meet up with some of our high school friends. And they had a table at Common Ground. So we get to Common Ground. Fully acknowledge that it's late at night at this point. But people are still getting in. The door was still moving. So we figured... Like 12 is. Yeah. We figured we still wait. Yeah. I know. Like, it wasn't even that late. Not it was two. No. Um, so... This area is in meatpacking, so maybe we should have known better. But regardless, I can go wherever I want to, as some right. of the comments are like, trying to say. I can live my life. Yeah. But so we went and waited in line. Yeah. And as we were there, the person at the, the bounce at the door said, um, He said, You're in the wrong line. Yeah. So he escorted us into a different line, assuming that we didn't have a table, which we did. But he escorted us into like a general line saying, Oh, but we're the only ones in this line. Like, right. There's no one else in this general line. And he escorted us there saying, oh, you have to pay to get in. And we said, no. We have a we table. Have a table. Like, our friends are at the door. They're like, nope. No, you don't. You have to pay to get in. And he tried to play us, too, like, switching up the numbers. Like, it went from, a, what, like, $20 each at yeah, first and to then $300. $300. Yeah. Let's be real. You should never have to pay anything. Yeah, we paid a cover again in Brass Monkey, so I'm not like idiots. Nope. And it was so I know. And I'm not doing that again. Waste of money. But anyway, long story short, they and he let people in after us, like in general mission after they escorted other people to general, like general mission line for yeah. free. Like kept, like no shame, was only charging us. And there's no reason for it. So we right. called him out like, so why are you doing this? Like, why do we don't right. have to he pay? He tried to cat yeah. us. Yeah, he was like, oh, you guys need to leave. You just need to leave. Like, when I answer any questions. So yeah, we called him out online. And apparently there were so many other horror stories. So right. avoid common ground. And also, too, just to give more context, too, obviously, Sydney and Samantha are not naive. They were the only black girls there. So, in the line, yeah, we really were. We were the only people they in the were line. not letting. Like, do you want- there were literally like 12 people in line, Max. This yeah. line was short. I think we only switched lines realistically, like, one, like twice, twice, yeah. And Dude, that's I, a lot. Like, we were going back and forth. I know, but it was more just the conversation of we kept saying we have a table, we have a table, we have a table. We can provide proof of the table, right? Um, and my thing is, I literally we stepped over the rope. I said, let's just get off, like let's get off this line situation. Um, and I said, hey, I need to talk to you over there. <laughs> like I was like, we need to have a conversation. And I said we know what you're doing and what you're implying. Like, we're not dumb here. Like, we know what's going on. 
um, I would like to know why you're wasting my time. Yeah, it wasn't even that. It was a diplomatic statement, but right. it wasn't really a conversation because he wasn't really having it. With, he wasn't. I mean, the bouncers weren't trying to discuss. No. But I feel like it yeah. just goes to show in situations where you're being publicly shamed like that and whatnot, like, you can have as many comebacks as you want. Sometimes. But just like Sydney and Samantha did, leaving is the best thing. I know. I'm not spending right. my money Exactly. people don't appreciate exactly. me. Exactly. So I feel leave. like in situations like that, Leave. Yeah, I know. Samantha and I like, we're not even going to try and contact our friend to come get nope. us from the door. Like, we're just going to leave. It's, yeah. Obviously, you could mitigate the situation if you wanted to. Probably still wouldn't have been let principle. in. But it's the principle. Yeah. So I would not be back. It was yeah. fun the one time I went. Actually, let me not even say it was fun. So then people still flock. Yeah. Get in. But it's terrible. Don't go. Avoid yeah. common ground. Logo will be inserted here. I know. <laughs> it's just so funny because um, my comeback the same night was making a TikTok just because first I wanted to record. That was my idea. I'm like, yeah, I should make a TikTok right now. Because Sydney was like, we should make a TikTok right now as we were walking away. Yeah. And, but I was like, let me DM them first, like in the moment while I have all the facts. We all did. We both so did. So we just started writing down on our notes app, just like what happened. Who did what? What the situation was? Just because at the end of the day, I can write a review too. Like right. nothing's wrong with telling, giving everyone the heads up to steer clear. And then when I got back to the apartment, I decided to make a TikTok for fun. Not for fun, but you know what I mean. Like you might as well just like this. That was my clapping back because I feel like people will do these things and then nothing happens, and you're just treated like a like a not a citizen. So yeah, and basically. Um, the TikTok got like a few like traction, but more traction in like the New York vicinity, especially the people our age range. Like it really just targeted the people that go out that honestly across all races, just if you're going out in New York and you're like in your twenties, it like got to those people. So, um, it was only like 85,000 views, but that was honestly enough. If that makes yeah. sense. And um, then Common Ground contacted us on a Monday, made us go up there at like 8.30 yeah. in the morning. And the owner had a conversation with us and he was like, oh, I just don't understand why you had to take that route to like humiliate us. And like, what were you thinking to put us on the internet and like bully us and blah, 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 blah. Yes. He didn't say it like that, but that's basically what he was saying. He was just basically- Oh, well, this is a business. And I felt like you could message us. We don't work on the weekends. Like, Right, right. But you do work on the weekends because you're open. Yeah, they're open. Right. I guess he's saying his social media, the business doesn't work on the weekends. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do it. It is but, what it is. If they were read the reviews, there were other reviews that complained about the same things. Yeah, yeah from two years from prior. From two years ago. So, I mean, and hearing this that's story it. just makes me think in general that whenever someone does something rude to you, don't be. I feel like a lot of people start to be like, oh, like maybe I took it too far. I hurt their feelings, right. like standing up for myself, but never feel like you're in the wrong because obviously that person is trying to victimize themselves in the moment, even though obviously these are the consequences of their right. own action. And telling so, a story so is like, in public flogging. Yeah. I mean, there was no like, you know, there was no F this place and none right. of that. It was very respectful. It was telling a story. The commenters, I mean, that's not I my mean, problem. Well, look, I can't do... The public will do what the public, public wants does. to do. I'm just relating this. And especially all the ones that got 
got the most likes, the comments were people telling their own yeah, stories. Situation. That's why I was like, you could learn a lot from the comment section alone. If you like, yeah, the negativity is all that. But I just, me telling a story, people saying, yeah, obviously people are going to take it too far and be, mm -hmm. and I don't claim those people. But nothing to me saying what, relaying the story I said now, just on TikTok, Come on now. Like, right. Yeah. Is what it is. And also, like, if that's the type of establishment in business you want to run, a normal person would be like, okay, or a sympathetic person would say, this is a problem. What should I do to fix it? But clearly, he didn't care to do that. And common ground is still packed to this day. People move. No problem. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't they, matter. They'll be they fine. didn't get any, like, Nothing happened. Right. All they did was turn off their Instagram comments, so it doesn't really matter. I know. Now but, I'm going to go look after this. Yeah. I feel like they're still up now. I feel like everyone... Yeah. The thing is, especially when something racial happens, you... In five business days, you're fine. Like, Sporty and Rich, for example. Like, they're fine. Reformation's fine. Like, you'll exactly. be okay. Yeah, they'll be okay. But hearing what Samantha just said about something racial happens, as well as people not getting consequences for their action, regardless of us standing up for ourselves, takes me to another story that we had in high school where um, I'll just give you guys some quick context behind this. This would be the last story that I tell personally. But um, what even happened? So long story short, we, Sydney and I, Samantha was sick this day. But Sydney and I went to dinner with one of our friends and it was, we went to a nice little spot in Cleveland called Town Hall. Jennifer she, Lawrence that, went there once. I just love saying that. Yeah. Sorry. Right. That place also has controversy. It does. Have oh, Kardashian went there too. Kardashian would go there all the time. Yeah. It was just like a, like a hot It's spot. a hot spot. I like it. So yeah. I'm still about to go. I don't yeah. remember the issues. Right. Like it, but. but it's a cute little place in Cleveland and it had just opened up at the time. Like we were excited to go. So of course we're going to document the moment and our friend um, posted us on social media, <laughs> Sydney and I being like, oh, we're here at Town Hall. It was unfortunate that Samantha wasn't there, but yeah. And then the next day at school, we see the picture. Um, our friend is like, why is my story screenshotted? And the picture of us is in a group chat and boys in our grade, one main culprit, his name is similar to Crop, so we'll just call or him Grass. And we'll call him Grass. He posted, <laughs> he was posting in his group chat saying separate but equal, get these Negroes out of our schools, out of our nice restaurants, all this <laughs> so, stuff. Like, I, it was, I don't know. I mean, and also, Samantha and I were in classes with Grass too, and, and we were quite I friendly helped with Grass him. pass a psychology test two weeks before. Yes. That's what got me. So grass I was, did not Grass care. and I were cool <laughs> when I helped Grass in the library, like pass things, but. And it wasn't, and guys, also, we go, went to a small school, so mm -hmm. Grass knows us. Like, even, we weren't close I didn't talk to or Grass. anything like that, but he, <laughs> I was he grass knows twice. us. So, please, on that. Yeah. So it was a little weird to me coming from someone you know, but I guess races are hidden in plain sight. Yeah. But anyway, he says this in his group chat. His little friends are egging him on, I guess. Like, this is nothing new than what they're used to. They must have had a lot of inappropriate conversations like this. But, but it was some Jim Crow. Yeah. yeah. Like, it yeah. was, they were going in. Like, and, and I couldn't were. tell if it was a joke, but joke or not. 
It's not right. funny. But also, if your joke is like that's my point. So something's fundamentally wrong a, with you. Something's wrong. Like so, and what's it's not clicking? Just interesting to hear our reactions to this because Sydney was in the class where this all went down, where they discovered oh, yeah. the group chat and everything. It's mad that we're like, oh, no, like that's messed up. But I guess just because of so many other painful things that happened to us, to us it didn't even like feel that deep but uh -huh. we were still triggered i was triggered i was triggered i was, I was triggered because i'm like why am i getting spoken Same. about like this like i honestly was kind of weird because these are boys i didn't talk to ever yeah. and so i'm like my face being plastered in their group chat and they're basically calling me slurs essentially slurs, and ugly, it's ugly like everything. everything so it's like wow this kind of makes me feel some sort of way and so to wrap up the story our um friend. our friend told the administration because she played no games at that mm -hmm. point in time so she told the administration and this Grass had already had previous, what's it called? Infractions? I don't even know. Yeah. Something. He, he was just acting. He had hours. other problems. Like he drew a swastika on someone's car, thought it was his friend, but you know, you get caught. You can't, it's not funny. So, oh well. Grass, um, I hate it, Grass, yeah, he was really into racial hate crimes, apparently. Um, so, this was his final straw, third yeah. strike. So, he was asked to leave the school. Yeah. Grass still ended up being able to go to college, is what yeah. I Grass still is fine. But I think it's so funny because it just goes to show, like, in that situation, we stood up for ourselves, whatever. Even, I'm just going to say, even some of the black kids in our class were like, why are you guys going on about this? Like, it's not that deep. And us going on about yeah. it was just us reporting it once and then the school freaking out about the image about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was, I will say... This was one moment in high school, in high school, but Pivotal. also my life in general, Same. where I physically, like, I floated out of my body. Same. I was so I embarrassed. I was Same. so embarrassed. I thought I was even in the picture. And no, I wasn't, still, but it didn't matter. Because people kept saying I was in the picture, too, because yes. they just kept lumping us together. So it didn't even matter. And Grass and gra brought us a little sorry note. But sorry. also... Ba oh, sorry. Yeah, continue. Basically... The school put the head of the school and we had a school meeting. So imagine everybody in your high school, everybody, including the staff and administration, including the gym teachers in an auditorium. Everyone's looking at you and they're the administrator, like the head of the school is explaining the situation, but being very vague to the mm -hmm. point where. All four of us looked crazy. Like yeah. it did make us he look psycho. Like if you think um, a student has been asked to leave because of a Snapchat, right? And we don't look bully crazy. his siblings. Don't bully his siblings and be nice to them in the hallways and like like give a helping hand right. if they need something. And also, if you think something negative, just don't say it. Like, just don't write it out. I remember that so well. Right. Mm -hmm. We looked insane. Everyone's look at us with like death threat eyes. They want us out that school. And obviously everyone knows who it's about. Like right. the guy, like to me, it the like head of the school could have been more upfront about everything and just laid it out and just said, you know, been more diplomatic, but of course that wasn't the case. And I felt really bad for our friend because she was hated on even by like parents. Like I did my senior project and I was taking pictures of this kid. Um, and I'm just setting up equipment and helping out like this photographer that takes a lot of portraits of people in Cleveland. 
And the mom was going in on our friend and on the two of you guys and saying, these girls set this guy up to fail on Snapchat. They were saying terrible things. And like, no, they were just like cutting it up on Snapchat. Like just, she was saying that it was very casual and that we had like, that you guys had a big plan to get him kicked out of the school and that the family is an amazing family and that like, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves essentially. But she's saying this to, you know, the lady I'm shadowing. And in that moment, in terms of clapping back, I was just honestly, she had been talking about this for 30 minutes. I mentally just could not handle it because it was fresh too. And I said, Excuse me, the women you're talking about are my sisters. Um, I'm a triplet. We're all the same age. I was there by association. And uh, here's the real story. So maybe you would like to get your facts straight before this happened. And a lot of people didn't even know what the Snapchat said. Like, no one knew. And then she started crying, like tearing up, saying, oh, do you hate me? Do you hate me? Don't hate me, blah, blah, blah. I said, see, I'm not looking for anything crazy. I'm just giving you the facts, letting you know, because I've heard some people not like, you know, what happened, which I can understand, but hey. And um, yeah, you would thought I like beat her up or something. Yeah. I agree. Very dramatic. And the last statement about this person, um, it's obviously his friends owed us nothing. But I remember when this story was told in my class, some of his friends, like I guess we can say close, I don't really know, were in my class at the moment when our friend was telling talking about what happened. They're like, wow, that's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. Okay. Two months later, whenever prom occurs, guess who's there? Grass. Yeah. So it's like, obviously, people don't, like, they... They haven't, it wasn't impacting them the way it impacted us, obviously, but it would be nice to live in a society where people hold their friends accountable because yes. if your friends do something wrong, it's not part of being a good friend isn't being a yes man. It's telling the cold hard truths and facts and wanting your friends to be better people, but maybe they grew and learned. But in that moment, it's like, wow, nobody in the school like stands for anything was my thought. So also, and, I thought oh, everyone was a cow. Same. Yeah. I also just think too that like in the broader sense that when you stand up for yourself, people are not going to protect you. Right. Because no. in this situation, we weren't protected in any way, shape, or form. Like the administration didn't have a conversation with me at all. And mm-hmm. all, everything, and obviously a kid's posting a photo about me. And so to me, I don't know. Like it is very disheartening that you do really have to stand on your own sometimes and that people will not ride for you. People protected grass and oh, grass's God. family in the situation. And it is a misfortune, but don't let that deter you from standing yeah. up for yourself. And if you're unpopular, like people hated our friend because they're like, you got him kicked out of our school. Oh, like, and that followed her until this? the summer. And, like that's so, like stand for something, but if people aren't going to stand for something. It's fine. Even though it's painful in the moment, you do you. Okay, guys, Samantha wants to tell one last story of this segment. And when Samantha originally told me this story, this is actually what inspired this podcast episode because I thought, wait, we could tell these stories in an episode. So you guys are going to hear it right now. Okay, so this story is beyond fresh, like within the past week and a half. Actually, two weeks. In the past two weeks. So, ugh. I hate dating apps. I have said this over and over again, yet I still have my account. So I'm a fraud. 
But I was on Bumble, um, as one does, and just swiping through. See this guy. I'm like, oh, my God, he's cute. Swipe, match. I'm like, cool. One thing I understand about Bumble but I don't like is that you have to make the first move. I hate it. I don't want to do that. I'm sorry. I understand it's for safety and female empowerment. Safety, I don't really know what difference that makes, but you know. So I just say the same mass high to everybody. Like, that's it. See what the guy says. Guy has a he has a good personality. I'm like, oh my gosh. Invites me out, wants to do things. We're talking about restaurants, food, black mirror. It's like we're cutting it up. Whatever. Long story short, um, I am like, I don't really, I was like, you know what? This guy doesn't seem like a serial killer. I'm just going to give him my number. He gave me his number already and said, hey, just text me if you want to hang out. I was like, that was very nice and polite. Okay. Chivalry's not dead. I texted him. Sorry, not to interject. Should have mm-hmm. been like, text me so we can plan our date. Or like, text me so we can plan It dinner. was already like we talked about the, uh, about like say. we talked about the food and stuff before. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just the last thing he said. Okay, yeah, So yeah. I was like, yeah, balls in my court. Right. Might get off this app. Let's just see what's going on. I agree. Um, And then I texted, whatever. Normal. Very normal. Had something planned. Very normal. Oh, right, right. The day before, <laughs> the day before, keep in mind, just for context, this is a white guy. <laughs> Take with that with what you will. Um, he says, PLS, just please. And I said, what? And I just didn't answer because I thought that might have been a typo or a mistake. And then he says, if we go on this date and I get you food and stuff, can we please have sex? Because the last time I hooked up with a black girl, it was the time of my life. And I've been thinking about it ever since. So if we go out, then we need to have sex. First of all, what kind of weird... That's threatening in itself. I, mean, I think what so, too. Ha- Why would you even say that? Just very... They hide in plain sight. So, basically, I said, huh? With a bunch of question marks. Just like, clearly. Would, yeah. I was like, huh? Like, what are you saying? I just wanted to see what he was going to say. Because at that point, there's no way I'm meeting this guy. And it's going to end in a I know, block. sometimes I like poking the bear. Right. It's going to end so. in me blocking you. Right. So, it's fine. So, I said, huh? And then he said, actually, dot, dot, dot. Can you send me a list of your kings? I like to prepare in advance. Ew, what a weirdo. And I said, I said, absolutely not, period. You cannot waterboard that information out of me. Now, did I step into a trap? Yeah. Here? Yes, I did. <laughs> I think I just wanted to see what would happen. I knew I was being dumb. And he said, waterboard, question mark. I like the sound of that. With like the emoji look to the side. Like. And then like I blocked him and, you know, scrubbed my phone clean of sin. But... <laughs> I, I like I deleted the photos of the screenshot. I sent the I sent it to my friend, and then I was like, I don't even want this bad energy on my phone. I go in my deleted folder and I delete those because I just didn't want it on my phone. I was like, this is ruining my brain a little bit. And this is kind of what I mean by sometimes you're just not seen as a person. Like I was like, does did he watch like one City Girls music video and just assign? a trope to every black girl he has ever seen. Like, I'm going to bust it open and I don't know. But just, I don't know. 
moral of the story is <laughs> people are crazy. I should have, I guess my clap back was me walking to the trap and saying waterboard. I shouldn't have said that, but it made for a funny story and I was safe. The clapback is blocking. The so, clapback I mean, is still block. Right. Yeah. I also like wonder what people think they're going to get out of stuff like this because he literally told you, the. obviously he was trying to tell you the plan, but I mean, maybe this isn't like... It's a good should, thing he told, he told you. Because I'm like, he told it himself. Like, <laughs> why did he say that there? Like, he could have waited till you got to the dinner. Like, right. If you wanted to. I know. I don't know. My thing is, sometimes I'm kind of happy that you told me your internal yeah, obviously, dialogue. Obviously, it's so much better. Because if I had showed up there and he was just thinking. That could have been dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. That's my point. So, like, that like, was dumb. But it worked out for the better. I know. I was like, what bodies are in his basement? Yeah, right. that's crazy. Bumble's a little seedier than Hinge. I, I think, think it is yeah. seedier. Bumble I, has worse yeah. people. I think apps where you're actively like swiping and not doing the X and the heart and like everything has to be like like a journal prompt like it draws a different crowd a little bit definitely because it's less work yeah i agree guys we have had so much fun talking about our hard moments and moments where we should stuff for ourselves honestly air your grievances in the comments air your grievances on our instagram we are all a big diary of (laughs) a bunch of people looking at the internet so thank you so much for listening to our stories, our sob stories, our highs, our lows, and joining us today. You guys know the drill. Follow us on social media. Everything is at third party and it's completely spelled out third party podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok. We love to post there as well. And leave us comments as well as you on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. You can put a notification for when our new episodes drop So make sure you do that because you don't want to miss the party.